By the time the world of movies and the world of education get into the streets of black America, some strange things happen. Because what history and the movies have told the black man is that he's nobody unless he joins the white world. That is not true. Do not believe that. That is dead wrong. They don't discriminate against me because I'm a Christian. They're discriminating against me because I'm black. I grudge them, grudge them on, you know. I threw my fight for black liberation. And him, I want true warrior. Them, I want to try to stop him. But them can't stop the man. Them can't stop Raheem Shabazz. That's why anytime me want to listen to revolutionary liberation vibes, me tune into Necessary Blackness podcast. Me not hear them like a Yaga Yaga podcast them. I be your Necessary Blackness me rock with. Anytime me want your true warrior talking. Lord God. Peace and power, black family. We are here for another episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast. And today, we have a special guest in the building. We have Crumb from Crumb TV and family. It don't get no unapologetic than this. This brother's platform has a lot of people tuning in. And a lot of people was wondering, why the hell he ain't banned or suspended yet? Because when he speaks, he speaks truthful. He don't care who it offends. And as they say, let the chips fall where they may. So, Crumb, what's going on, black man? Welcome to Atlanta. Peace and love, brother. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, man. So, me and Crumb, we've been hanging out today, man. I took him through the West End. Uh, we went to Baba Phila Jeans, Westview Maker. I took him to Wadada. We was over there. Uh, they had the uh, vegan lasagna. Yes, sir. They had the uh, vegan uh, patty. The collard green ice cream. Yeah, yeah. I put the brother on to the collard green ice cream. So um, just taking them around, showing them different places. We went to 640 West. They was closed. But I was just trying to um, show them, you know, that black Atlanta here in the West End of Atlanta is really the black Mecca and the cultural epic center of Atlanta. Facts. And, um, you know, we ended up right here as we should on Necessary Blackness podcast. Big up to Necessary Blacklist. I love the podcast. All right. That's why we got you here. So listen, today we're going to talk about blood sport. We're going to talk about Tyson Fury versus Dante Wilder. And if Dante would have been a little more Wilder, he would have been able to beat that Neanderthal. So the Neanderthal won. That's right. Yurugu are happy. <laughs> And uh, they got a lot of black folks in their feeling, man. What's your thoughts on that? Now, of course, initially, I was uh, a little bit disappointed because, you know, I'm always going for my brother at the end of the day. So because he didn't walk away with the win, you know, um, it wasn't what I wanted it to be. But ultimately, I think it was a lot of important things or at least one specific important thing that went down during that fight that is notable and we should probably expand on it a little bit more. So with that said, the fight only went seven rounds. It was their second bout. Um, and in the sixth round, something happened that I just feel did not get enough attention. So this 
Neanderthal, this Flugelrod, the cave beast, the troglodyte nigga, the pale skin nation, whatever you want to call him. He proceeded to lick the blood off of this man. And what we're going to see is this is going to take him to stardom. And I'm going to tell you why. It, it's going to be on par with Marina Abravochmik, what they who they call the spirit cook, where she's going to be dealing with uh, blood as well, you know, uh, within these parties, similar to uh, the party, the picnic party at Get Out, where you're going to have uh, with the spirit cook, where they're they're partaking in uh, cannibalism. Not quite what you're going to see during communion, but very close to that. So now we're going to see the same thing happening in boxing. So just to make a long story short, we're going to see where history is beginning to repeat itself. The boxing now is going to be on par with the gladiator sport inside the, the Colosseum. There was a very famous quote from a Caesar. Now, Caesar's not a name, it's a title. Christ is not a name, it's a title. Buddha's not a name, it's a title. So this very famous Caesar, I think his name was uh, Justinian or uh, something starting with the J. But he said, give them bread and circus and they will not revolt. So... Right now, within America, the ruling class is losing power. There was a book written called The Birth Dearth, and this was in like the 70s, 80s. This is this is old news. You know, Dr. Francis Crest Wells and Ben told us about the birth dearth, where where the um the uh the flugelrod, Tamil, Tamahu, the troglodyte, they're they are going extinct. You know, we you and me, you put the head in, she pregnant. You hold hands, she pregnant. You kiss her on the cheek, she pregnant. They are putting everything before having babies. Long story short, they're going extinct. They're losing power. They will be no more within a matter of approximately 200 years. We don't even have to do anything. They know that they're going extinct. Now, in terms of military, this is called the last hoorah. The last hoorah. What that means is the battle's almost over. And we know that we are currently living in a military state. Our country has been in a perpetual state of war for the last 238 years. There's never been a time when we were not at war. And how many, how many years have this uh, country been in existence? Well, they say since 1619. So that would be 400 years. So out of 400 years, 238 years, they have been in war. That would mean that only uh, 272 years of not being at war? Right. And wow. even when you see times when we're not at war, we're going to be posturing towards war. Um, th there was a rapper back in the day. He was real. Now he's kind of sold out. His name Common Sense. They call him Common now. He had said in a song, I loved it so much. He said, uh, veteran of a cold war. And it speaks volumes because even when we were not at war, we were participating in cold wars. Um, so it was us against Russia. That was the Red Scare where we didn't quite go to war, but we were posturing. Mm -hmm. uh, North, Viet uh, North Korea versus South Korea was a proxy war. We were South Korea, Russia was North Korea. So the North Korea-South Korea war was just an extension of the Cold War. So even when our country wasn't even, you'd be like, okay, well, based off the numbers, half the time we were at peace. Even that half the time when we were at peace, we were participating in someone else's war. But getting, getting back to it, 
when we're, when we're looking at Dante Wilder versus uh, Tyson Fury, we're seeing where they're upping the ante in terms of what they're putting on TV for uh, the saying, give them bread and circus and they will not revolt. We are losing, not we, they are losing power. But it's not about the reality, it's about how things look. Because the beast is really big on ego. So it's not that he's dying, it's that he looks good dying. Mm. So now um, what what they want to do is while while they are dying, they want to make sure that they look like they're strong and they want to keep us distracted. And that's what we're going to see with Dante Wilder versus Tyson Fury. We're going to see a, a, a new type of entertainment come in. Um, even if you look now, because I think it was Kimbo Slice who really put a highlight on bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, the brother, rest in peace, uh, uh, Kimbo Slice. Rest in power, absolutely. Now, when we see Kimbo, they were in people's backyards. It wasn't official, and um, they tried to change it up. Now you're looking, and you're going to see where there is professional bare-knuckle bro- uh, 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 boxing. This is this is post-Kimbo. Mm-hmm. But even if we look at that arena, Kimbo's the father of that arena. Absolutely. The black man is always the father of every invention. That's why we're the father of civilization and the God of the universe. Teach all facts. That's right. Now, let me ask you a question. Now, you said that this blood sport is dealing with this spirit cooking, right, and cannibalism. Some people will argue or say that Tyson and Holyfield was the first example of this happening when Tyson bit off his ear. Is that something that was just happening or coincidence, or did that particular incident lead to what we're seeing now? Now, the only and 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 I, and I had to acknowledge that. I had okay. to acknowledge that. I'm so glad yeah. you brought that up. I, I bring that up because that was that is something that the naysayers will bring into the equation, and we want to dispute that right now. Absolutely. So when, what we see with us versus them is a diametric opposite. So with them, if they kill somebody, they're going to do it for a different reason versus you and me. Now, okay, you know what? My back to the wall, my my wife's life was on the line. I had to do it for that. Uh, the, uh, the troglodyte. Johnny, what are you doing in there? I'm building a fucking bomb, mom. If you don't get away, I'm going to kill you. So now, bringing that to Tyson. We yeah. know Tyson was losing that fight. Mm-hmm. He was frustrated. He said Evander kept headbutting him. He did that out of a different muse, a different reason that he was motivated to do that. He was losing and he was desperate. Desperate times call for desperate measures. You and me are back to the wall. We liable to do anything. Mm-hmm. Now, go back and look at Dante Wilder versus Tyson Fury. Tyson was winning. He was in a positive state. If I'm in a negative state, all right, fine. It's no telling what I'm going to do. My mind, you know, I'm just in a, I'm in a low place in my life. I had to do what I had to do, yada, 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 so on and so forth. When you're in a positive place, you know, it's, it's called Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If, if you don't have certain things in your life, shelter, food, love, you know, you're going to be a little more off kilter. Teach. The, 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 the troglodyte, I don't care how good his life is. I don't care how good things are going for him. He's still off kilter. Don't push me. Because I'm close to the edge. The beasts live on the edge. 
and, and, and I'm going to answer the question about, about uh, Mike Tyson in just one moment. I just want to put this out there. In 2008, when the housing bubble burst, I was watching the news. I kid you not. I was watching the news. And uh, the, um, the white woman was crying bloody murder. Uh, she was a rich woman. She said uh, her husband was one of the people who committed suicide when the housing bubble, bu- housing bubble burst. Yeah, I remember a lot of them was jumping out windows, blowing right. their brains out. That's it. That's it. So she's saying on camera, she's like, yeah, he killed himself. He had a seven-figure job. Maybe it was a nine-figure job. I don't know. And, and, and he killed himself because he lost all the money. And then she says this, but we had enough money to get us through the next 30 years. Mm-mm-mm. They live on it. I don't care how good things are for them. They live on the edge. So now going back to Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson had his back to the wall. Yeah. Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury was Gucci. He was doing good. So now the things that you do out of desperation are the things that they do in good times. Mm. I'm not. I'm not talking JJ good times. I'm talking uh, 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 George Jefferson good times. <laughs> George Jefferson good times. Okay. <laughs> so now, um, what we're seeing is a re- reenactment of the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. The winner. With Tyson Fury is licking blood off the opponent. Go back to Rome. What you're going to see? The winner, a lot of times when he wins, he's got to kill his opponent. We're, we're going towards that. Verily, I say unto thee, to all the family under the sound of our voice, we are heading towards a time when the winner is going to have to kill the, the loser. He will have to decapitate the loser. He will have to open up the chest cavity and eat the loser's heart. heart. Man, that's the Romans. That's the barbaric stage of life, man. Are you not entertained? Yeah, we're going to have to run them from amongst us. We're going to have to run them back to the caves like Musa did 2,020 years ago. That's right. Because we can't live like that, black man. We're trying to civilize humanity. And we know that our people, we have a natural attraction to athleticism Mm -hmm. so when we watching our brothers compete that's because you know like when i was a kid it's like me and me and my cousin let's race yeah we we ain't gotta be there quickly or nothing we just we are are naturally athletic people yeah so you know that's our attraction to the sport the sport you know our sisters she like to see the man in them tight i don't want to say spandex but the uh you know whatever it is the football players the the briefs, the leotards, yeah. or so on and so forth. Now, not the, leotard. No, not the that's leotard. The, that's the ballet. Okay, excuse me, excuse <laughs> me. Keep me honest. Yeah. Uh, so now the beast, the beast is watching it to to um to crave. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry, to satisfy his craving for blood sport. You know, you are happy to see the brother. You know, win to get that touchdown. He's happy. Ooh, uh, you know, when when uh when two players from from opposing sides hit each other and you can hear the crunch and somebody gets a concussion that's what gets them off you know you and me cringe ah oh, man God, i hope he's okay over there they're like hit him harder you know because this is going back to roman times this is you know, what we're seeing now initiated from tyson fury is going to lead to the point where uh uh they won't be satisfied with the savagery of two men we're going to have to have a man fight a lion. 
And then if he defeats the lion, now he's going to have to fight two lions simply because they're, they're, they're infatuated with blood sport. And all that's going to play out on reality TV. Mm, teach. That's where we at right now. That's where it's going. And it's just, you know, it's really history repeating itself. And they live like this. They will continue to live like this because they don't have the in that ability to be civilized. No. Brother, did you see the movie Django? Absolutely. The irony of Candyland is won't nothing sweet on that plantation. So now I couldn't watch the whole thing because, you know, it's only so much horror and savagery I can watch and keep my righteous mind. Absolutely. You know, so now um, in the movie, he would get slaves and he'd fight his slaves. And then um, there was a scene where Django first meets, I think his name was Master Candy or something like that. And um, there's a runaway slave. And he says to the runaway slave, I paid five, let's just say $500. I paid $500 for you. That's good money. And the slave's like, I know, I know. I expect you to give me 10 good fights. And he's like, I know, I know. And, and, and then he's trying to reason with the slave master. He's like, but the, but the nine fights that I fought, I beat all of them. I know, I know you did. And you did good. But what about my $500 investment? You running away. You, you still got some fight in you. And um, that's when the Django and them come uh, trying, to, try, trying to save the slave. And then... Uh, Eventually, they couldn't slay, save him ultimately, and Master Candy let the dogs loose loose on him, and that's why I had to turn it off at. But what we're seeing in a nutshell, in the movie Django, his slaves weren't there for the sole purpose of picking cotton. He used his slaves for his personal amusement, and that's what we're going to see even with um, Brother Tariq Nasheed. He told us in Hidden Colors 1, we can only operate within certain capacities of 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 the white dominant society and one of the main capacities is as entertainment and these 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 fields of business these fields like the medical field the entertainment institutions. field these institutions started on a plantation first first it was the cotton field now oh well you're a doctor I'm in the medical field oh well you know now now I'm in the entertainment field the correction field every field and and Francis Wellesley went through that where she said nine activities of life Whoop, teach. <laughs> yeah, nine activities of life, law, entertainment, and she ran down the list. Right. And you know something else? In the prison system, right, if you're in the yard, you can't congregate with more than three or four individuals unless it's for sports, uh, music, or religious service. Mm. Other than that, then you participate in gang activities. Stop it. Today... Pardon me. Today I see the video of Brother Marcus Coleman, and he was speaking out against Governor Kemp. Okay. Um, they're trying to come out with a new sentencing guideline and law for anybody between the age of 13 to 17 can be tried as an adult and face up to 15 years, 5 to 15, added on to whatever crime they committed if there's three or more individuals because now it's deemed gang activity. When we are together with more than three individuals, they know that we have this power, you know, the melanin power 
of us being unified and coming together. That's right. It's what is causing their demise. And that's why I tell people, we don't have to be uniform in our belief to be unified in our struggle. Because once we're unified in our struggle, it's the end for them. Absolutely. And if I, if I could touch on history real quick, I can't, I can't pull up on my phone real quick, but I, I, I got it memorized. Now, this all started with the Christian Black Codes. Mm, teach. With the Christian Black Codes, they said we can't gather in congregations that are outside of the authorized um, reasons that they give us, just like you were saying. Yeah. So, you know, um, history repeats itself, and that's the same thing we're seeing with the blood sport. History is repeating itself where we can only operate in the capacities that they want us to. So now the, the people who will first fight the lions, the, the we will be those first gladiators. You know, and even when you look at football, uh we're going to be the people who take the hardest hits. Um, I remember when I was even playing in, at, at the JV level and I didn't block for the quarterback who was this little white boy. And he said, you better not let them hit my quarterback. Don't let them hit my quarterback. So now they're going to play in positions that are quote unquote, are going to be a little bit safe. We're blocking. We're blocking for the QB. But now you got all these white QBs and we've got to block for them. So now um, if if they do participate in blood sport, it's 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 at their will. They, you know, hey, I, I'll go in there. I'm not going to take the, the the dangerous dangerous job where I'm going to get a concussion ultimately. But you know, I'm gonna go over here and still kind of share some of the glory of the fight. Yeah, because it's all about glory with them people, man. So listen, I don't want people because I know a lot of people are tuning in and they're like, wow, man, this brother is dropping it. I want people to be able to know about Crump. And Crump TV, tell us about the TV platform and how you got started in this. Well, initially I did marketing and project management. I worked for Pepsi. I worked for Bank of America. Not worked for them. I worked as a 1099 contractor. So I wasn't an employee. I actually got the contract. I worked with TV stations, radio stations, clothing lines, rappers, so on and so forth. It didn't pan out the way I wanted it to. You know, a lot of times I got slighted. You know, my ideas got, you know... Stolen. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and with that said, I wanted to go in a different direction. So uh, so versus me working in the uh, business center, I started taking the nonprofit, nonprofit route. So within the nonprofit route, I worked with some brothers with this uh, thing called Sankofa Business Network, where I worked with my own people. With doing that, I came into another roadblock, just like I did in the economic sector and the business sector. And for that, uh, the people who I was doing this work for, they weren't reciprocating the energy. So I might do a $500 video for them and they won't share the video. They won't even post it on their Facebook and it'd be a video of them. And I was like, all right, well, I can't work in a business dis uh, the business sector because they're not necessarily paying me what I'm worth. They're taking my ideas. I'm being slighted in one way or another. Can't necessarily work with my people because they don't necessarily understand how to reciprocate the energy as well. A lot of my energy or the seeds that I'm sowing is falling on uh, unfertile ground. So initially, uh, I'm sorry, ultimately what I did was start Crumb Snatcher as just actual me. And then once that started taking off, because I was just simply doing the, giving the ideas, executing the ideas that I gave to them for myself. 
Everybody said it didn't work and I did it for myself. Oh, now it does work. Okay, surprise. So now with that said, uh, I changed the name from Crumb Snatcher to Crumb TV because it's bigger than me as an individual, you know, uh, and I wanted it to be somewhat mirroring, not mirroring, but familiar or similar to rather to Saad Netter. I saw what he was doing. He was bringing on people. Saad Netter didn't have all the information. You know, even if you go to Harvard, Harvard isn't just one teacher. It's a it's a conglomerate, a unification of the the, the best and brightest minds. And that's where Crumb TV has has uh has really found a niche at. I've Who are some of the people that you brought on so far? Well, the most recent one that I've had, I'm I'm very proud of, is my brother Red Pill. Okay, shout out to Red Pill. Shout out to Red Pill. Know the law, know the ledge, radio, media, and journalism. Shout out to Blue Pill, Mama Pill, KT, Arch Degree, all good friends of mine. I love them life. Okay. Uh, prior to that, uh, one thing I find really special about my platform is. The family, even though I personally have a large following, that's a true statement. On Facebook, I have uh, a little bit less than 41,000 followers on my business page. It's all organic. I even tried to pay to have some of my videos boosted. Facebook rejected it due to the nature of the content. Understandably, you know how they do. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, everything's organic. But one of my niches is 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 kind of similar to what Sonetta did. Sonetta will bring somebody on on a platform that you may have never heard of before, but mm-hmm. that person has a powerful message. Yeah. And that was the same thing I did on my platform. You know, you don't have to have 100,000, 50,000, 10,000 followers. If you've got a powerful message, I have a platform for you can be heard at. So make sure y'all support that, ladies and gentlemen. That's Crumb TV, and he's on Facebook. He's on Instagram. He's on uh, YouTube. And I'm doing the podcast as well. Everywhere podcasts can be found. Everywhere podcasts can be found. We got to have more of this. So before we go, black man, tell them what's your handles on each of those. So on Instagram, I want a family, go give me a Grammy, Crumb TV underscore. On YouTube, smash that subscribe button, Crumb TV. And also, I don't even call it Facebook no more. I call it Racebook. What better place for your favorite races, Crumb TV? All right. Why, why you call yourself their favorite races? Black people can't be racist. Well, we can't practice racism. But when you look at the word ist, well, I'm sorry, excuse me, the uh, the suffix ist, I-S-T, ist eludes to uh, the study of a scientist, a uh, archaeologist. Okay, so, um, I see where you're going. I am a racist, indicating or denoting that I study race. France, Dr. Frances Cress Welsing, she said, in terms of her heritage, uh, that that in those days, in her grandfather's days, they called him a race, race man. man. Yeah, if you fight for black people, you are considered a race man, which what we will call today a freedom fighter. That's right. That's you know, right. So All yeah, freedom fighter, race man, same thing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Raheem Shabazz and Necessary Blackness Podcast, and I am here with Crump of Crump TV, and um, this is a short podcast. A brother just came through, and um, I wanted him to drop that heat on you. This is his first time up here at Necessary Blackness Podcast. And uh, this ain't going to be your last black man. Facts. All right. We got confirmation from him that he will be black, that he will, well, you will be black, black and you will be back.
That's a little tongue-tied twister right there. But he's black, and he will be back, and I hope you will be back. Each and every Wednesday, 6 p.m., Necessary Blackness Podcast. This is Raheem Shabazz. Peace. Wingy Apparel is the latest fly and revolutionary streetwear to hit the market. Wingy is the outfitters of freedom fighters everywhere. Wingy is a Swahili word that means abundance. No one has ever gone broke by giving. So if you have it in abundance, sharing is better than receiving. Follow us on Instagram at Wingy Apparel. That's at W-I-N-G-I-A-P-P-A-R-E-L. Check out MCJ, musicculturejournalism.com. Hip-hop is a global movement reaching all aspects of music, culture, and journalism. MCJ is the premier destination for culture-driven video and editorial content around the country. Check out musicculturejournalism.com. Log on today. Elementary Genocide provides a critical expose of mass incarceration, the war on drugs, and the connection between slavery, capitalism, and the prison industrial complex. Visit our website at www.elementarygenocide.com. Now available, Elementary Genocide, the School to Prison Pipeline. Elementary Genocide 2, the Board of Education versus the Board of Incarceration. And the newest release, Elementary Genocide 3, Academic Holocaust. Log on today to purchase your very own three-set docuseries.